Welcome to Expect Increase, where mindset and sales meet. This is episode 43, what we're reading, our favorite books for 2019. This is Sharik Richardson, founder of Digital Innovation Media Group. I'm a web designer and marketing strategist. And what we do is we help you maximize your sales, your impact, and your reach so your business can elevate to the next level. You can get more information at digitalinnovationmg.com. And I'm joined today, as always, with Rashana Price. How are you? Hey, Sharik. I'm doing great. Hello, everyone. My name is Rashana Price. I am a leadership and success coach and trademark owner of the phrase giver of awesomeness. I help people understand and define their awesomeness, that's their gifts and their talents, and bring them to the world in a way that helps them achieve success, not based on somebody else's definition, but their own. And so I do that through speaking, coaching, and training. You can learn more about me at RoshannaPrice.com. Awesome. So we're talking today about our favorite books for 2019. I know 2019 just started, but one of the pledges that I made to myself was to read more and either read it through a physical book in my hand or to use my Audible credits because it's gotten so bad that Audible is like, look, you have too many credits on hold. You have to use them. So I started listening to them and it does feel good to finally finish reading <laughs> these books <laughs> that I go and I order off Audible and to get back to putting reading into my life. And I have one business book to share and also a personal book to share. And Rashawn, I know you have about the same two. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll just talk about the first book, the business book, and it's called Ask. And that's pretty much what it is. It's called, it's Ryan Levesque and it's Ryan L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E. And it's an amazing book because it talks about the whole process of qualifying your leads. It talks about how to basically qualify your leads to where you're getting more business that's targeted. You're getting business that is ready to buy. And you're doing a lot of work on the front end, which I love to do because I'd rather do it once and then tweak it and tailor it from there on. And, you know, as myself, who was also a former, I will say former, I still do sales coaching, but not as my main business. I love this because it does help me even in my marketing agency business, because a lot of times we get people who fall through the cracks. But the main thing is that I do see a massive decrease in people who are not ready to invest because I took the time to qualify them properly by asking the right questions. And so, that is the core of this book. And there's so much really good information in it from the type of traffic that you're getting, how to uh, distinguish between, you know, a hot lead and a warm lead and a cold lead. I mean, you hear all these different terms, but it simplifies it for you so that you're able to better understand your business and how you can generate more leads and obviously make more money. So that is something that I um, highly recommend. I even posted it on uh, my Instagram at Digital Marketing Works as a book that I highly recommend um, that, you know, we add to our list for the year. Nice. That one does sound like a good one um, because it, it's, it's, is it like a how-to guide? Is it pretty specific and here's some things that you should do? Well, he does. What's really great about this book is that it's, it's, it, it really is very, it's, very, it's like a resource. 
He does hmm. make uh, give a lot of definitions, but one thing I love about it is that there are a lot of downloads that you can also implement. I got a lot of templates that are okay. online that go with the book. So it's not just reading the book, but that you also can see, okay, what is he talking about? And if you're not familiar with what he's talking about, I am, but I still love to, you know, look at people who are miles ahead of me and see what's worked mm -hmm. for them. So I'm not reinventing the wheel. But you also have the templates and the downloads online, which are very, very helpful to make it make even more sense. But it's an easy read. It's a small book. It's not a big, thick book. And you can, you know, get through it pretty quickly. That's good. Okay, cool. So I'll share with you, uh, with everybody, the book that I'm reading. Actually, I kind of read it, but I'm reading it again. Um, it's a leadership book. And so part of some of the work that I do in helping not only my clients, but also myself is to be leading me, right? Like if the first level of leadership is self, if you can't lead yourself, it's really hard to lead others. So I'm reading Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. Um, once again, I'm reading this one. And so I love this book because at the beginning of each chapter, she has these quotes or these, I guess I would say like anchoring thoughts that then she dives into to help mm -hmm. figure out like, what is, what is it about leading that is either holding you back or how do you change your mm -hmm. thinking around what leadership is? And so, um, I wanted to read this one quote. It's about empathy um, because it says empathy is not connecting to an experience. Empathy is connecting to the emotions that underpin the experience. Hmm. Yeah. And so I like that because I guess so often the things that I hear from, from my clients or just even my friends that are in leadership positions, et cetera, is that it's hard to be authentic. It's hard to have emotion because... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like the whole thought, like, oh, I'm the leader. Like no one can see me have a bad day. No one can see me sweat. Like mm -hmm. th those kinds of things. So, but I really know, at least my experience is like the more human you are around what you're doing and the role that you're playing and even some of the decisions that you're making, mm -hmm. the more that you can help your team understand, like, like if you're making a tough decision, and they know that it's a tough decision, but the decision still has to be made and you're making it, the more right. buy-in I think you, you get as a leader. Yeah, and I think that that is so important because, you know, it can be really glamorized to think, oh, I'm the leader. And you're right, people really don't want to show that side of themselves, that vulnerability of mm -hmm. I have to do something that's very hard. And just to show people that you're a person too. And I know that that's something that's, I mean, I'm actually going to add that to my list <laughs> I think it's because I can even see even in business. Oh yeah. We talked about this before about only showing the right decisions you made, the, all things you did good and all the great stuff, but never talking about money you lost, bad investments, um, maybe bad coaches you hired or, or bad advice you followed. That is so helpful to people who are, you know, who are following you, who are listening to you. And like you said, if you're in leadership, the human, you can, I don't think you can really get away from the human aspect and the value that it gives to people around you to show that you're a human being. And that sometimes you will be placed in situations, like you said, that are not easy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I love it. I love the, the understanding, like people, people make processes. So the engineering person in me 
is always like, I love processes, yes, but you can build a great process. And if you mm -hmm. have any aspect of a person involved in it, it can go, the best process can fail because people make, is the difference maker. They're, they've always been, they always will be. Right. So you have to spend more time, I believe, not just as much time, more time developing the people mm -hmm. as long, as well as the process. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. There's lots more excerpts and things I would pull out, but I think for our discussion today, this is the one, um, but get the book. And like I said, I've read it once. I'm reading it again because it has so many good nuggets as, especially just as I'm still working on leading me and getting to a continuing to get even better at how I go about my day, the choices I make, the things I spend time on and I don't spend time on. Exactly. And I think that it's great. I mean, because I, I find that when you read it the second time, you may find that there are some things maybe you, you missed or maybe something may hit you a different way the second time, you know? Yes, exactly. That's yep. awesome. And so my personal book pick was, I know it's a very popular book, uh, is Becoming by our former First Lady Michelle Obama. And um, I know this is like, I mean, obviously a lot of people have read the book, but for me, the parts of it that really spoke to me the loudest was her upbringing. Uh, she lived very, she came from very humble beginnings in the South Side of Chicago, very close knit family. And excellence was pretty much not an option presented to her. You know, failure, like we always tell our kids, failure is not an option. You know, and that, we don't mean in terms of just grades, but the lack of trying. The lack of effort is more so where we're going and she was she was raised with that same mentality and which is speaks to where she ended up well before she married barack obama but she was already an ivy league educated woman who's already very well you know very well accomplished but it showed not only just okay this is a woman who got all these degrees but it showed vulnerabilities and you know struggles that she had in her friendships her relationships her fears about the whole process, the whole process. And as um, someone, you know, I'm, obviously my husband's not Barack Obama, but as a first lady of a church, I connected with that because you are in this fishbowl and everything you say and everything you do can be interpreted the wrong way. And you may have the best intentions, but when you're in that position, you really, really have to be very careful. And it is hard, it is stifling at times. So I could definitely relate to that part of it. I mean, obviously for her, it's a higher degree than me, but just knowing how it is for me and my level, I could not imagine what it was like for her, especially raising children in that. Um, but she also talked about, you know, as far as when she was growing up, you know, being accused of talking white within her own family and even her own community because she didn't really act like what we call quote unquote black. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I'm glad that attention was, has called, been, been called to that because we don't, to say that something is black is to say that you're not educated and we all know that's not true. And to put a color on education is something that I think that our society, we, as a race, I'm glad to hear that we are getting beyond that, but it shows that we really need to do better with that. That if someone is well-educated, if someone is doing something and very accomplished, it doesn't make them less black, you know what I mean? And that's something right. that she, you know, that she dealt with even when they were running and campaigning, even when they were both president and first lady, they were not seen as the typical black. 
And that is something that we, you know, as a society have to just move, you know, not move forward, but definitely we have to deal with that because that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also just dealt, I mean, I, I think for me, we, from being a, when they, were in, when they were in the White House, I looked at them and I said, oh, it must be so nice. But she talked about the challenges of it. Mm-hmm. Just for the girls to go home with a classmate required social security numbers, you know, secret service, and just the, the, just the amount of normalcy they tried to create in the White House, and it was hard. It took a whole concerted effort just for the simple things that we take for granted with our children. And so it made me really appreciate the sacrifice, you know, they, they made as president and first lady to their family because their girls grew up in the White House. You know, one is already grown, another one is about to graduate high school. So their formal years were spent under this fishbowl and in this environment having to deal with the same issues of, mm. you know, colorism and black enough and all these different things socially. And you can see just even recently where the oldest daughter's Facebook page was, was hacked and all of her, her information was put out there in the media. So even today, this still follows them as they grow up as young women. But I really, really um, related to her on those things. And related to her saying that as the wife, she had to step back because her husband was in this highly visible position that she may wanted to go further in her career. She may want to do some things, but she realized for the sake of her children that she had to take a step back and be where she is and not kind of tame that competitive wanting to get to the next level type nature that she had. So that was really, really compelling to me. It was, it was a very, I mean, that's, Honestly, um, the first book that I finished in a long time went on Audible. So I definitely um, am, am really pleased with myself reading it, but I really walked away with a different, um, I guess a different perspective of them and what their life was like and what it's like even today. I mean, there are so many things about, I haven't read the book yet, but I'm like, ah, I gotta get the book. And then a part of me was like, did I order that book and it not come? Because Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I do that um, right. like I'll order the book and then, or I'll order something online and then I, I like don't track it so um so I can totally relate to the to the oh you're not black enough you mm-hmm. don't talk black enough um and not just as a child as an adult like I had a woman say to me I'm so glad you don't sound like a Roshana yes and the sad part is, is that this person was a, was a black female. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's not like, so I'm like, oh, I can't wait to read the book because yes, I mean, just, just so many different things. And then, yeah, to have to take a, to, to have the opportunity to take a step back because your husband is who he is, is mm-hmm. great, but it's also can feel like, gosh, but what, what else may I have accomplished? Right. Like, cause I find that I had a former client who was in that position. Her husband was a pastor. She was a pastor too, but he was the lead pastor. And she felt like, okay, I raised my kids. Now it's my time. And so many women, I wonder how many do us take that time to say, Hey, it's my turn now. And I feel that this book becoming in the whole, um, just the whole campaign, the whole book, everything about it was her saying, Hey, this is me now having my time down. I yeah. sacrificed so that my husband can be the president and do all these great things. But now I want to make sure that 
before I close my eyes that final time that I have done what I also am led to do, but want to do also, you know what I mean? And there's no, no regrets, you know, so that was exactly. something. Yeah, there's no regrets. And like, it's not time lost, right? It's just time mm -hmm. that's diverted to something else, right? Or it's just a different focus. Um, gosh, oh, I can't wait to read that one. Okay. Yes, it was it was a lot of aha moments in that. So I, I definitely uh, recommend it. I know that, like I said, I know it's been number one. And it may sound cliche, but I think that when you listen to it or read it, or whatever, you really will find a lot of connections to it, whether you're black, white, you're, you know, you're, if you're a wife, if you're a mother, I, I definitely can see how you can easily read this book and connect with a lot of experiences that she went through. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. I love books like that. Yes. All right, so my personal book, and I have like struggled because I, I read multiple books sometimes at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I figured today I would talk about actually a, a book study that I'm in right now where we are studying the book of Esther from the Bible. It's Beth Moore's book study and it's all about, it's tough being a woman. And then it's a 10 week book study. So each week it's talking about different things. It's tough being a woman and another woman's shadow. It's tough being a woman where beauty is a treatment. I mean, just so many. Um, wow. Yeah, it's, I highly recommend it because it gives a deep dive through the book of Esther and the Bible in a way that I've never, I never looked at it this way. So some of the things that I've really gleaned from, from this whole study is really about that saying that we say sometimes where it's like, well, for such a time as this, right? Like you're, I don't know if you use that a lot, but I'm around a lot of people who are like, well, this moment happened for such a time as this. Right. So that, I mean, that's, that's biblical. It's in Esther. Um, and it, but it's sometimes we, the way that I've heard people say it, and I, I probably have said it too, where it's like, like God said it. Well, the truth is, is that God didn't say it. Mordecai said it in the Bible. He mm -hmm. sent word through a servant to, to Esther saying, tell her that who oh. knows that she may have be in this position for such a time as this to save the Jews and let her know, I'm paraphrasing this part, let her know that whether she decides to do this or not, the Jews will be saved, but her family won't if she doesn't act. Right. Right. Exactly. So I'm just like, for me, I'm like, oh, that's so good. Um, because how often do we take words from one place and then transform them into being something that they aren't yes. or something that they are. So, um, so I'm just loving the book study because it's just pulling out so many different things. And I love the setup. Like that's what I'm calling it. I'm like every now, now, I'm, now I look at God as like, oh my gosh, you are such a setup God. Like you yeah. set things up. Like like I think back to how we met on LinkedIn essentially and you reached out to me and then we got together and what a setup for podcasts and all of our future endeavors. Right. We never thought, we never saw this coming. <laughs> I didn't. I definitely <laughs> didn't. <laughs> yeah. So I just think it's, I think it's so cool to take time. Uh, so for me, my, some of my personal journey time is all about being in the word and trying to figure out what God is saying to me as my business is 
really it's transitioning and evolving and I'm excited about it, but I have no idea where it's taking me. Like I have goals. Um, I believe I'm going to achieve the goals, but how I achieve them, I'm, I'm pretty much leaving that up to him at this point. Yes. And I, I found that's the best way because (laughs) I'm like, I don't, I don't have have to know the, the how I don't have to know the what I just know, or, you know, as far as the why, I just know that somehow this is all going to turn out to work out for God's glory. And just like the story of Esther, you know, she came from humble beginnings to be in a position where she was. And by law, you know, she should have been killed by going to the king. Yep. But instead, she was able to bless her people. And that's the thing, you know, that, that statement is very powerful, you know, for such a time as this. And to know where it came from, I, I actually, you said the author was Beth Moore. Beth Moore, yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you, I think you can get her study. I got it at the Lifeway store, um, but I'm sure you can probably get it online as well. Yeah, so I think I've heard of some of her other books. Um, I yep. saw them, her and um, Priscilla Shire. Yeah. Another great one, but yes. Um, she's, she's the one that was referred to me from my sister who was in ministry and she was, um, it was a different book for the same author. Yeah. She's, I mean, I, it's like a deep dive. It's like, it's, it's the kind of thing. Like I'm like, huh, you know, you read the word or even if you're just reading a regular book, you read through some of the words and you don't, I sometimes don't process everything that I'm reading in a deep yeah. way. And she makes you really think about like, well, what if he was thinking this or, what if it hadn't been, right? Like Esther basically listens to what Mordecai has to say and then says, okay, everybody fast and pray for three days. Like I got to get myself together, right? right? And in three days, all these other events happen. And so I often think too, like sometimes we want things to happen in our time, right? I'm like, all right, this is going to happen. And then three mm-hmm. days pass and it doesn't. And the way she went to the king and then what happened next didn't, I don't went the way she planned it to go. It was better. Right. It was all happening. It was already written. It was already it was written. Happened. Yep. And it's, it's, you don't see it in the, initially. And you're thinking, well, why, why is God having me doing this? But then when you see it at the end, like, oh, okay, now I understand how all these dots connect. Yes. And all these pieces fit together. Because um, I find when I read the word, I may read something. Like, I have no idea what that means but I just started reading the concordance or commentary after I read the scripture. So I may read a chapter and then I read the, the commentary and I'm like, okay, now that makes sense. I need that mm-hmm. because it helps me see things that I didn't, I would have not otherwise received if I just, you know, read the Bible. Right. And, and books like this are great too, because it also makes you think deeper. Yeah. You know, which what I believe God wants us to do was to really, really get the message, not just reading, but actually look at how we can apply it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, that's I think so too. And it helps me to think, to like look around at my life and go, mm, is this a setup, God? All right, let me, let me see where this yeah. is. <laughs> and just acknowledge him a little bit more, even in some of the small things, the things that I think are insignificant. Like even sometimes when it's like, oh, I'm behind a slow car and I am running late. And then I get there and it's like, it hasn't even started yet. And I'm like, mm. Okay, that was you just trying to slow me down. Like, okay. Yeah. Yep. Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 
you rush and then yes. you get there find out that you're early. Yeah. You know, you're the first one there. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Totally yep. can relate to that. And all. So these are great books. I definitely hope you all have, you know, have or have some way of writing it down and, and taking note of the books that we mentioned. Um, Ask by Ryan Levesque, Becoming by Michelle Obama, and then Dare to Lead. What was the title of the author of that? Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. And the study of Esther by Beth Moore. Awesome. So here's some great books that can help you from the business perspective, but also from your personal perspective in leadership and faith, all the above. And we definitely hope that, that we've been able to give you a, a different perspective or help you understand, hope you've discovered books that you never heard of before. Um, with the exception of course, of becoming that's everywhere, but you know, hope you discover something that you didn't know about it and make you want to either read it again or go get it. So um, definitely just keep in mind, this is a pre-recorded episode and we are we definitely welcome you to subscribe so that way you can immediately see new episodes as they appear every week. Um, you can definitely hit subscribe and leave us a review and let us know if there's anything that we, that we can talk about, something that we've missed, that you would like to see us discuss, any questions you have, we definitely would love to hear from you. So just drop us a review and we'll make sure that we add that to our content. I'm Sharique and you can find me on Instagram at Digital Marketing Works. On LinkedIn, I'm under Sharique L. Richardson MBA and Facebook, my business page is Digital Innovation Media Group. Where can we find you, Rashana? You guys can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Giver of Awesomeness and on Twitter and LinkedIn as Roshana Price. Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening and we will definitely chat with you next time.